And that's what should happen when you write. It should be frustrating. You can go from being totally fine to like being on autopilot to being completely overwhelmed. Someone's, someone has to struggle. So like it's either going to be the writer or the reader. A, a claim that's risky is more interesting than a claim that is not. Bro, if you can't even just post a video on your Facebook, there's probably some other things you got, you know, you might want to take a look at. Um, Ryan Rico, I, I was nervous. I was nervous logging into them. Like, what is going to happen today? I'm glad. I was wondering if you'd be nervous about that, actually. Dude, I had to I had to uh, get an extra little uh, intense workout in just to get the edge off because I'm like, what might happen? What am I going? Yeah, what might happen? And I, I I kept on getting ahead of myself, thinking, okay, this could happen. He could say this. Are you? Do you want to dive into these topics? How are you going to do it? Is this controversial? And I was like, I think this is going to be great. Anyways, how do you feel about this whole thing? What topics don't you want to dive into? I want to dive into them all. What don't you want to dive into? Like, which ones were you worried about? I don't think I was worried about any topics in particular. I was more uh, worried that I wouldn't know how to navigate certain conversations because although I'm, I consider myself pretty quick at processing information, one of my goals is also to just let it rip and trusting that I could just like lean into my intuition and know how to uh, bring value out and at the same time engage in a conversation that is interesting for both of us as if nobody was listening is just something that I'm, you know, so working do you, do you, out do in you my mind. Do you think that I would, do you think that I would like fuck you up? Like, do you like that I would no. leave you hanging or try to like try to make it a, awkward or something like that? No, oh, not at all. Okay, okay, not at okay. All. And yeah, I think yeah. this is this is this is what it is. Uh, let let me let me uh, describe uh, to the best of my abilities who I think you are, uh, at least how you present yourself. And I think you're a person who cares deeply about assisting yourself and others to uh, reveal something that is lurking in the in the back of their minds that is necessary to uh, move them in the direction of getting their needs met, uh, building something interesting, uh, being able to relate to others, understanding themselves. It's like uh, you're, you're the um, epitome of a coach without being a coach. And, <laughs> and Thank you for saying I find that. it fascinating. I find it fascinating to watch you do your thing online knowing how many people you're uh triggering and how many people you're also positively influencing and my curiosity is how close to the uh learning out loud persona that you portray online are you to the uh intimate uh ryan orico uh human being walking this planet that's that's where I'm at. That's my 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 description of you and an understanding of you, and that's my curiosity. Uh, um, that's what's well, all great stuff, man. Thanks for that. I, I, and I literally don't like. I have n none of those objectives are mine, really. Like I don't think about helping people, really. I'm glad that I do, but I don't try to. And I, and and it's and it's cool. I, and so like. The fact that you're able to say all of those things and notice all of those things, which I agree with them as you say them, 
Like, I'm like, yep, I agree with that. But I've never had a- any of those thoughts like about what I'm trying to do or my reason for doing it or any of that stuff. So whatever, I don't know what that even means. Um, but as far as like my personality goes, that's this thing where I think it, what I do on Instagram and the w- the way that I approach it helps me it has changed me personally for sure. Like it's made me more willing to say things out loud that I would not have said before, but I don't know that I am the person that I present on any given day because I don't, when I make something, so like I'm doing this crazy rhetorically reading erotic novels thing right now, like, and going all the way in, like all the way. And I can't say that um, that's who I am, and I and it's not like the conversation that I have with people when I'm you know t- hanging out with them, but I I I like to use Instagram and I like to use content as a way for me to test out different identities and voices and personalities and every and and like every post or every sort of series or theme of posts that I make is potentially a, an entirely different person but it's still rooted in the same sort of base sort of, you know, foundational philosophies and stuff. But I, I don't, I don't think of myself like that. And and I don't, I don't mean to get too metaphysical or anything cause I don't like that, any of that shit, you know? So, so like, but, but I, I, um, I think it's important to consider the implications of some of this stuff. I, I try to, I, I do try to make it clear up and teach it because I think when it, it when and if, and when it clicks for you, like if you can see it the way that I think I see it, it just makes it easier to do stuff you hate, like posting on social media and promoting yourself and figuring out what your brand is and what your niche is and like all of this stuff. I just think um, being a more being fluid is cool. Yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. It totally does. And I, this this is what came up for me. I was, uh, in my head, I get these like kind of visuals of uh, what is important to me in this moment and what I'm curious about. And I had this visual of basically your digital footprint versus your social footprint, which is the digital footprint is that what you have put out over time. And it's gone from yoga to marketing to uh, writing to now language and rhetoric and your social footprint is one that I, I, I have very uh, little knowledge of because you and I have only connected like this, uh, twice and we've had messages back and forth, but we don't really know each other. But for example, yesterday I was talking to, uh, Nelson Quadras and, uh, he was talking to me about, uh, him working with you at the moment. And when he was talking about you, it was this um, very relatable um, interaction that he was describing that I felt very compelled to to just hear from from him, and I'm, I'm that's what I'm curious about is how important is it to have a, a, a digital footprint that matches your social footprint, or do, does that not matter at all in terms of uh, one's evolution or one's work or mastering your craft or 
trying to, or even not even trying, uh, just becoming who you are. And I know this sounds like metaphysical right now. I'm no, very, no, I'm, uh, I'm, convoluted, I'm but yeah, I, I feel like weaving these things together to me is interesting. And it's the it's it's a little bit of the the mind game that you play. Yeah, I I like I like the question. I uh, so I would say this is something that's really been kind of uh, changing for me lately. Is it's it's fine to talk about a digital footprint and a social footprint when you're not creating something. When you start thinking, if you start allowing th- this this goal of create of what your what your digital blueprint is going to be, if you're thinking about your digital blueprint or your footprint while you're writing, you're fucking it up. It's for talking about it later. It's for talking about it on a podcast. So now I now I can look back at the effect that I've created digitally, and we can talk about what the footprint is. But I can't make it. I, I don't get to decide in the moment. And when you try to consider it in the moment of creating, you're taking up precious cognitive resources that mm-hmm. on, a, on a useless exercise. Maybe not useless. That, that's maybe too extreme. But I but I, I I don't think it's as helpful as people make it out to be. I don't think it's as informative is it, it, like it doesn't provide a strong enough sort of rhetorical context to to generate anything useful for for most people most of the time but i do think though like after the fact so like if if i've been i've been doing this this weird um rhetorically reading erotic novels thing for like a couple of days or whatever so like what it would be a fair conversation to have about what that what impact that had on my digital footprint and that makes sense because i can say like here's what i here's what i think i was trying to do you know i can tell you what i think i was trying to do i can tell you what happened but but if i if i tried to consider my digital footprint as i was reading or or what that might it it doesn't it just like doesn't help me so mm-hmm. does that does i don't know if that yeah. answered the no, question it's, it's 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 great because uh this whole like erotic novel reading that you're doing is is very interesting and the fact that you're you're using language like you know uh grabbing my cock uh, through my suit pants yes it's, suit like, pants i is haven't a good, really is heard an interesting choice it's an interesting <laughs> choice and i i understand that some people walk out of the room because they're just reacting to what you're saying but you're making such a strong point that whoever is walking out is missing out on what is happening, like what is truly happening. And you you posted something today that I was like, that's fucking genius. And what it was is I'm not going to stop until my view count matches my follower count. Yeah, my story views. Because it makes it doesn't make sense. Like if, if you're not if you're not going to tap on the story, you're not going to tap a link. And therefore, I should not be considering you at all. I don't. Ha- I don't care. I can't care about you. I can't. It's impossible for me to care about you because then I, I have to care about somebody else less. And, and and it's like it's 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 like a weird thing. And I try to find root ways to say. I mean, it's like a funny statement to say, and it's like a funny thing. But I also do try to organize my mind with hard lines so that I can flex when I'm just doing when I'm out and just like coming up with ideas and stuff and and, and things like that like. You won't click my stories. You won't click my links. Fuck you. That helps me. 
you know, but, but, but it's not just a statement. It's not just, I'm not just saying it to be controversial. It's legit. And, and if you, and if you actually think about it, if like, if you think about like whoever you have worked with, paid for, bought anything for, who you respect, you look at their story, you click on their story, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so well, was, I, yeah. I keep clicking, I, I keep clicking on your story and I'm just like watching it. And a lot of times I'm compelled to say something, but I, I'm, I'm kind of speechless. I'm like, I've never seen this happen before. <laughs> so it's just, it's kind of wild. Yes. Uh, but I think, I think it's really cool and I think it's interesting and I am curious about interesting things. Um, and I wonder what, what is the thing? So what's the Ryan or Rico thing? Like, what's the deal? What are you trying to do? What is, what am I trying? I'm trying to have fun. Like, like that's as honest of an answer as I can give. Anything else I say would be kind of bullshit. I'm trying to have fun. Um, and I, and I, and the more, and, and like, I've understood that, that it's good to, to be the way that I'm being now for a long time. Like people have said, like, I feel like I'm doing what I've been told I should be doing by self-help books and business books and stuff for a long time. And I, like, I was able to understand it. Like, you know, Seth Godin, like when I would read a Seth Godin book, I would be like, yeah, this totally makes sense. I mean, the guy's a genius. He knows how to write. So it just like, it's like brainstem, like it's in me just like, yep, that's true, you know? But then when I sit down to do stuff, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I, I forget about it or, or, or I'll quote it, you know, I'll just use his words and shit like that or whatever the fuck. Cause I think that's cool. But, but, and so like that, that um, stuff has always been in my head. And so now I've built, slowly kind of built this audience of people who are interested in marketing and, and, yo- and yoga and sort of self-promotion stuff, just because those are the sort of things that I've, that have been consistent with over a long time. And what a lot of them really want is to just say what they want to say and not be afraid and to have more courage and to post what they really want to post and all this stuff. So now I am basically just finally stepping into being the most extreme and obscene version of that. I did it with yoga. Like I had yoga sex rock god was this like character I made where I was like this ridiculous teacher, like the worst, worst of the worst, but also the best. Um, and so like I'm trying to do that now with a larger idea. Like I mm-hmm. like like I don't even know what the I can't even tell you what the idea, what the idea is. It could be a lot of things. We could talk about what I'm doing from a marketing perspective. We could talk about what I'm doing from a personality or personal development perspective. We could talk about what I'm doing from uh, all sorts of different perspectives, and we can use the language that would be appropriate, the right abstractions to have the conversation. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's hard to say what I'm about. Yeah, I, I totally understand. And this is this is my, you know, my logical brain wanting to put my finger on who is Ryan Orico, what does he do, who does he do it for, why should people even care, all this bullshit. But it, it uh, comes back to this idea, which is the vibe that you, you carry yourself, which is I want to have fun. And I'm going to have fun through the medium of... Uh, connecting with people on Instagram and whether I am uh, straddling a a, a character that I'm playing and my real like process, like self process that I'm going through 
uh, I'm willing to take that that risk. And it's a little bit like what's that actor that played uh, Borat, uh, Ali G, uh, Sasha. Cohen. Baron Cohen, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Baron yeah. Cohen or Cohen. Uh, Sasha, yeah, whatever. totally, totally, yeah. But but you kind of remind me uh, of a comedian slash actor who is also a philosopher and who is just probing at things to see where the edges of uh, whatever existence are. And you're trying to also do it in a way that's practical, where you can help people make money, you can help people build a business, you can help people... Uh, brand, tell a story, uh, Fix their basically marriage. go through As of yeah, marketing. That, that, that's right. You're a, you're a, you're a, you're a, a marriage counselor. You're, uh, now you do, you know, all, all kinds. Yes. Uh, it, it's fascinating to me. Uh, where, if, if we were to just like, let's just do a quick little review of, of uh, how you got to this point. What were the main inflection points in your life? And you can start as as early as you know uh, middle school. But what, when did you realize? Oh yeah, when I do this, this kind of works. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you like just like a brief slash funny catch up thing, just because whatever this gets a little bit boring. A regular kid, I was played baseball, whatever. Yeah, I got a computer, my first computer, right before I got into high school. That was definitely a pivotal thing. It, I, it was like AOL was the thing, CDs, and you got 10 hours. or It was floppy disks at the time. It was 90, 95. And I signed on to AOL the night I got my computer, and I was immediately hooked forever. I liked that I could change my screen name every day. It was before there was a, we weren't attached to an identity. It was, it was weird to have your real name, so you would make up screen names. And I love that I could just delete it. And the next day, just be a totally different motherfucker. And so, like, I, I I became so obsessed with the computer and learning all this shit, getting into trouble, doing dumb doing dumb stuff. Um, but not actually, tr- not no one caught me. But I was doing things that I, you know, would not be considered legal. Um, credit cards and all sorts of cr- random things. I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations is up on all of this by now. Mm-hmm. Um, to so I did that, but it, the obsession with it really screwed me up. Maybe or not, I don't fucking know anymore. We probably didn't actually socially. Um, I, f- I was awkward and I felt nerdy and I was skinny and skin problems and stuff. So like high school was strange. I didn't go on any dates. I didn't go to dances or I didn't do any, I didn't do anything all through high school. And then I I started getting self conscious about that when I was like eighteen because I never had I never had a girlfriend. I was a virgin. I was starting to become worried about like what will happen if I like the four year old virgin, but I just was only in 19 or whatever, you know, but I had, it was like those same feelings start to sink in where it's like, well, now what, if I do end up with this girl, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. And I'll, that'll be embarrassed. And that'd be just like a self-fulfilling, you know, whatever. Um, and then I ended up making a friend who, who kind of started, he was the first guy that like really kind of busted my balls up about it. He's like, dude, if you're going to be hanging out with me, man, you got to put on some fucking muscle and shit and just start like, just give me shit. But he was super funny. And we went to the gym and he kind of started me going. Um, and then once I started lifting weights, and I started feeling a little bit better about myself. It was still kind of about girls. I wanted to be able to meet girls. And so eventually the lifting led to me opening a gym in the South side of Chicago. I was a trainer and I had a few trainers working for me. And that's when I became into mark. That's when I got into marketing. So I went from computer nerd, lifted a little bit of weights, became a trainer kind of whatever, 
but people liked me enough to then, I ended up opening a gym. That's when I started looking into marketing. I Googled like how to get personal training clients, found some like old school direct response um, information products, uh, yet like Yannick Silver, if anyone knows him, and like uh, Jim, Jim Labady was like, these are old school fitness info marketers. And actually, Twitter at the time was new. This was like 2007, eight-ish or something like that. So it wasn't wasn't anything yet, but they were accepting users. And there was a guy named Jim Labady who sent out a fitness newsletter, a marketing newsletter. I was on that list. I got it. There was a woman named Valerie Waters who was a trainer in Los Angeles who trained like celebrities. I knew her at the time because if she was in magazines and I she had a product called the Val Slide that I used in my gym. So like I knew who this woman was. Apparently she was also on Jim Labady's list because she got the same Twitter email. We signed up at the same time, so we started following each other. And then one day she randomly sent me a DM saying like, hey, Ryan, I saw your marketing stuff. I really like it or whatever. And I was kind of freaking out because it was like, holy shit. It's like, holy shit, man. I, like I know this chick. So I sent a um, text to all my like employees and stuff and told them like, well, we're fucking waters just message me. And I ended up talking to her. She lived in LA. I was in Chicago. And I flew out there for a week just to work on a project together to try a launch of, she had an email list she wasn't using. We did it. It was successful. I ended up moving to LA to work with her for five years while I was there, found yoga, hated yoga when I moved to LA, found a class with her that I loved, took a teacher training, saw an opportunity because everyone was a dork. I was just like, man, I could fucking kill all these fools. So I did. <laughs> and then um, the yoga marketing stuff became sort of popular. I mean, I don't even know what popular is. I don't have that many followers. You know, like I'm a, I have nothing compared to even like compared to you. Um, so I don't know what, I don't even know how to, where's, what's the line? Yeah, what we know, we know that? that the follower thing is, uh, is, is complete optics. Um, it all, it's all about engagement. Totally. So, so I, um, yeah, I started teaching marketing on Instagram for yoga teachers in this sort of extreme way. Realized I was really nervous on camera, hated it, wanted to sell video products. So I started making these things called random talking videos, really 60 second videos of just like bullshitting about whatever but but not not just bullshitting trying to be you know deliver a message in just a short amount of time a bunch of people started doing that and um yeah and then i just sold yoga marketing stuff until recently when i realized i really don't want to talk to yoga teachers who who still want to be yoga teachers anymore i like to talk to yoga teachers who don't want to be yoga teachers anymore or who don't who don't um who who want to teach yoga but don't are willing to drop this sort of weird need to look a certain way or act a certain way or be a certain way. I just can't work with mm -hmm. those people. So I, I hope you that. Yeah, that 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 helps a lot. It, and and this was uh, whenever this was. This let's say this was uh, ten years ago, approximately. Uh, I I found you through the random talking videos, and I remember uh, starting to watch your stuff and realizing that what you were doing was something that I, I just hadn't seen before. I had only seen people trying to be polished and you're like, screw polished. And I was like, holy shit, I like this, but I don't dare to do that because I want to I wanna look like I know what I'm talking about. And I'm scared that if I do something like that, um, I'm going to look like a total idiot. But then you just kept on going and... What was the most interesting part was watching the people that you were influencing to 
do their random talking videos and realizing that it was never about what you were saying, but really about how you were saying it that gave them the, I don't know, freedom or courage, whatever you want to call it, to just do it. Uh-huh. And I actually had a, a student that uh, unfortunately passed away a few years ago. But the biggest thing that his mother re- reminds me of is that I recommended that he start doing random talking videos and that that was one of the biggest things for him in opening up and, and taking his understanding of martial arts to the next level. That's it, super cool, man. Wow. Really fucking powerful stuff. And his mom tells me, like, thank you for encouraging him to do this thing. I'm like, it wasn't even mine. This guy Ryan's. You that's know? crazy, man. <laughs> that's pretty wild. It, yeah, and like, how cool is that for yeah. her? Like, his mother to be able to like those videos are there, you know, and they <laughs> wouldn't have been. Like, there's all sorts of things that you see in a video that she'll be able. She probably watched those things. I don't know, maybe only a one time or no times or a hundred times. Who knows? But there's just, that's a that's that's a super cool story, man. And thank you for recommending and sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I've, I've, Anyways, uh, I go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, there's been there's been a lot of not not I mean that's actually probably the most like um, impactful sort of like damn thing that I haven't really even had a chance to process yet. But uh, there's been others that are more just like like one woman when I first started making them, her first video or second or something was she said something like, "I haven't even been able to watch." She was like 50 years old, and she said, "I haven't been able to watch my wedding video because of the way she looked on it. Like she could she was got married 25 years prior." And she was never able to watch the video because of the way she looked. And that changed by just making like a couple, uh, just like a couple of videos. It was like two, you know, with nothing in them. I mean, she didn't say, I mean, it was just like, it, there, there, it's what it is, is like people, when people see, it's, it's so dumb. And like, just to hear the description of it, or hear someone talk about it, like just post a video of yourself, just being honest on social media. It's like, yeah cool like it's one of those things that it doesn't sound that interesting or like it would do anything but if you really do it it, it like being honest like just this intellectual idea of honesty or thinking that you're honest isn't really always the most honest thing but if you really are honest people are riveted by somebody being nervous as fuck on camera it is insane how <laughs> compelling it is to watch someone struggle and, and people root for you, you know, like there's all, like, th- I think the concern about like your random fucking cousin or, or some per some high school friend or whatever is to me, it's just, I think it is hilarious for, for one, it easily crumbles with a couple of questions. I can break that in, in a, in a second, but, um, th- these things that prevent us from just doing something simple, like just posting a video. Like, it's not like you need to adopt this random talking video lifestyle or start being this video influencer, but it's like, bro, if you can't even sim- just post a video on your Facebook, there's probably some other things you got, you know, you might want to take a look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And although I agree, I have been very cautious about how I share. And, and one of the reasons is because and the, my wife tells me this all the time. She's like, you tell people too much. Like, you, you're, you're, you're too open. And not a lot of people can handle that. Um, I don't know. Does that ring true to you? How do you navigate that? 
Like, what, um, I think, what's up with that? I think, you know what you said? You said a minute ago, you said um, that when you make the videos, it's not about what you say, but it's it was about how you say it. And at the time, I think that was, I believe that. And I still believe it to a certain degree, but I think there should be more consideration about what you say. And it like not not just be not just not not for the audience, but for yourself. So and, and specifically what I'm talking about, like the what you say that I think is the most important is the thing you say first, the claim you make at the top of a video, the very first thing you say in a video about what you're doing or what this is about or what like what what you're stating, whatever your claim is, or the first sentence in a caption or whatever, that should be in very intentional. And, and I think, I think there's like a way to be still honest, you know, like I say that, um, if you don't get the first take or whatever, you know, you're just, you're not make you're not doing another take, you're making a new video. You're, so, so like there, there's new context now. So you can just acknowledge like, Jesus, I have, this is my third take, but you should be making random talking videos if you want to get over your nerves or, mm-hmm. or something. I'm still making a claim. And then from there you can allow yourself. There is like this cool thing that happens where you practice just just figuring it out as you go and just kind of fit, finding the words and all that stuff. And that's all cool. But I, I, I think that there should be more care and concern. I, I naturally did this and, and I, and I didn't, th- I didn't talk much about it as like, like the, the stating of a clear claim and how, how beneficial it is for your own thinking. Like when you have someone, you say something or like say something clear up first, you, it's easier for you to speak and to speak to the problem. It's when you start with vague things, you're just, it's a shaky the whole time. Um, so I think what you're doing in your approach is probably better than what well, then. Yeah. Uh, go, yeah. go ahead. I, I'm going to show you something because uh, I think this is, is powerful what you're saying. And I think it's important for people to kind of see and hear it. And it, you're totally right. It's like, if you're doing multiple takes, you're, you're creating multiple videos. Uh, here's one of my, uh, I don't know if you can see, yeah, but totally. that is me doing multiple fucking takes For of sure. this one little 60 second video, uh, because there's a certain thing that I wanted to say within a certain, uh, time constraint and I wanted it to flow in a certain way. So I practice it a couple of times, but every single one of those videos is, is in a video of itself. It's just not of the quality or standard that in my head I should be matching. Totally. But uh, I, I think it's really powerful. And I'm be, I'll be curious, what would happen if I just put all those videos on my feed? Like, what would people's interpretation of that be? How, how, be how would they... interesting to find out. Right? Maybe be, I should just, would, like, put them out. It would be super fun to find out. It would be cool as hell, actually. That's, that's really s- smart. There would be people that watch every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And there'd be some people that would the, be annoyed, and there'd be some people that would watch one and then be like, dude, what is this? And be confused. Some people would be intrigued. It would be a whole bunch of different things. Right. Yeah. That's my kind of thing, though. I know, which is, which is why I'm sharing it. And I wanted to just put it out there publicly because I think people, whatever people think, it's just not what it is. You know, like oh. whatever you're seeing is not, is not what it is. You're, yeah. you're just seeing a, a little sliver of it. And uh, you just let people into the whole, like, behind the scenes in a way that, I just think it causes people to feel things that they just don't know how to manage. Yes. I think though, dude, so like what's really been helpful for me lately, I I say this half jokingly, but also not 
is like I do not give a fuck about my followers, like my Instagram followers at all. And I, I, I feel like the more that I'm able to just um, use Instagram as a place for me to learn, like I learn this is, it's about me more than it's about them. And because I do it, do it that way, it's more for that. Like they get more out of it than if I did it a different way. And so like, I, I, I just really try my hardest to push myself cognitively. This, this, like this erotic novel thing is, it's funny as hell, but I realized I realized when I first did it as a joke, how hard it was for me to say, squeeze my cock in my suit pants, eat her pussy. That's like insane. I guess <laughs> even just like thinking it right as I was leading up to saying it right now, my like I am overwhelmed with concern. And, and mm-hmm. before that, I hadn't felt that in a long time. I'll say anything. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, like I, I'm willing to make any claim in any domain even if it's only just to start a conversation and be confident that I'll be able to support my claim. Like I have no issues saying anything about anyone anywhere, but I mm-hmm. had a problem saying pussy still got a problem, mm-hmm. which, which, ma- <laughs> which makes sense. And and I think, um, just the word itself, uh, can be seen as derogatory. Uh, you can go back to, uh, Donald Trump, like grab him by the pussy. Uh, totally. like, you know, people are like cringing right now make... as they listen to this. A- they hate exactly. two, men, two men saying this word. It is fu- it is fucking disgusting to people right now. It, it, exactly, and and I and I think this is the the thing that uh, we're all kind of navigating, which is like how do you how do you how how do you stay culturally sensitive and uh, to to what level should you be culturally sensitive without uh, completely ruining your life. Um, because I, I navigate this all the time. I'm a white male in uh, the United States, uh, father of a, of a black girl and grandfather to a black boy. And <laughs> it's like the, 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 the dissonance that I experience in my head is for sure is insane. Insane. Yeah. But anyways, this is kind of we, we digress a little bit, but I think this is at the core. <laughs> it's, it's, at, it's at the core, dude, of what of what you're doing, which is. You are touching the edges of what is just uh, seen as acceptable well, with the what... intention not of hurting. And you used to say something like that. I, I, what was it uh, about hurting people? You so, had this like saying. <laughs> I have you... a lot of things about hurting them. <laughs> You've had a lot of campaigns about like, uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. What I'm trying to get to is, is, uh, that you're touching these edges of like what is you know morally uh, right, what what who should we be, how should we be? It's just, oof, it is, it's touchy, it's touchy. <laughs> it's yeah, it, it's it's definitely touchy. I mean, I, yeah, there's a lot to be said about all of this. Um, I think what 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 the book though does like what I love about the like the re- like if I, I it, this I realized this was a funny idea. When I was somebody submitted a question to one of those AMAs that was about uh, what's my favorite what's my favorite stroke, and so like mm-hmm. there's this technique called round the clock, and I was trying to describe this technique called round the clock, and I was doing it I was punking out I wasn't using real words like sex words, and it was an appropriate time for me to use them, but I was making it worse I was making it less 
of my teaching was was not as good because I wasn't using good words because I was afraid to use them. And so then I was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm just going to do this rhetorical reading. And so like the book gives me, I can say whatever the fuck the book says. It's not my fault. I'm just reading the book. And so like, I'm safe. It like gives me a little bit of a buffer and I'm, and I'm trying to like practice and do some rhetorical, (laughs) rhetorical reading of, uh, I can't even remember the name of the book now, but, um, do do the reading and then do my own thing, but, but try to make it a little bit dirtier, you know, Mm -hmm. and just be a little more okay with it. Cause I, Mm -hmm. it's, and and so like, I don't want to read erotic novels forever. I'm probably, I will let it go at some point, but, but it will make me better because now I'm stronger, Uh, but I, I, I'm not as affected by a word that I'm, that's coming up in a few sentences. I'm not worried about it because I've said way, way, way worse. And I've figured out how to deal with it. So it's just like a cognitive exercise. It is that, it is that for me, but pe- but it's also just it's so fun. Every like it, it's so fun, dude. It's like it is. I cr- I mean I laugh. My like my it's like when your face hurts type things. Like I've been waking up yeah. and my face has been hurting because I laugh so fucking much. It is so much fun. And and I realized too, like I spent the whole day. I I like the way that. The way that I set this whole thing up, it, all I had to do all day was just read an erotic novel at random intervals. That was my social media, and it was it, it was not a challenge. It was super easy. I could have made twice as many posts. Like, it was fun and cool because the the it was situated in a way where I didn't need to think about helping or motivating or inspiring or whatever. I made this problem that was interesting, which is like saying things that are uncomfortable to a public audience. And then I just let people watch me try to manage it. And like, can he, can he actually say this without laughing? Like the stakes are clear. I got like, can he make it through the video? And, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's, it's it, it, like, it's one of these things again, like where it's, it's fun to talk about this stuff from like this philosophical perspective or all, 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 all and it's valid and true, you know, like all of this stuff is true, but it's like in the moment, I don't have this grand vision. Like, it's not like I'm thinking about like what I'm doing for my audience or for anybody else other than myself, you know, but it, <laughs> totally. but it just totally. it works. It just like works out. Yeah. That's pretty funny. It works out. And I think this is where, you know, you're kind of like a comedian, you know, sharpening your tools and you have to test certain material out to see, you know, what lands and it's clearly showing you some things that you need to see. And I'm fascinated by that. And ultimately, uh, if if we were to put you in a box and we say, okay, Ryan Orico is a marketeer, and uh, he explores the the edges of language to give you access to uh, your personal brand and making a shit ton of money, uh, how, how does language? Okay, I just put you in a box, but uh, how does language uh, and the analysis of language and working with language inform your marketing strategies? It has made me well. For like everything you just said would be like a, the perfect thing to say, like the perfect box to put me in. If we were do, if we're at a seminar for that thing, I would be like fucking perfect, dude. Let's run with that, you know. And it would also be perfect in a lot of other scenarios. So like I'm perfect with that. I would also be cool with like a relationship coat. Like like a, there's probably a version of that with for relationships that would be fucking yep. I'm that for this audience or whatever. Um, but but to answer your question. I would say the, the the use of language, and what was the question? How it informs my 
Yeah, your like your strategies because I know that you're not just a philosopher. You're also strategic and you're tactical, meaning that you can you can have yeah you can have high level uh, thinking of planning, and then uh, you're also quick on your feet, meaning you're tactical and you know how to make uh, something that is a one size fits all and turn it into a one fits one. Well, what I've there's there's. One one big idea, I think, and then it, but it matters for both me and for the audience. Understanding and and considering how we learn, and our like our cognitive process is important. And you you can think about like the the easiest way to just feel what this feels like. It, like what what it feels like to be overwhelmed or confused or unsure or whatever is like when you when you're when you drive somewhere. Let's say you drive somewhere. It takes two hours to get there. Car full of kids, music, all this stuff. You 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 can get there without even realizing that you you can be like Jesus Christ. You forgot to drive. But when you have to parallel park, immediately the first thing you do, the music goes down. Everyone has to shut the fuck up. Like you have to clear all. There's way too much information. That that is the feeling of overwhelm. You can go from being totally fine to like being on autopilot to being completely overwhelmed. And that is how most people are a lot of the time, especially on social media, right? So like when someone's on social media, it's like they're parallel parking all the time. So their their brain is completely overwhelmed. So when I use language, when I, the way I think about language now on the most fundamental level is I try to consider how we process information at all and when it's even possible. And if it is possible, how how do you go about doing it? The simplest way to understand it and the thing that I try to do is you, you can't learn anything. You can't, you can't connect with anything. You can't believe anything. You can't trust anything. You can't understand anything. If it doesn't connect to something you already knew first. So that is that has to happen, and so when I when I do when I implement any strategy or write any post or or whatever, my first objective is to bind to prior knowledge. I have to cons- I have to first connect to that, and then from there I can build understanding. So like, and, and so like to build understanding and to connect to prior knowledge and to do it in a sequence that makes sense and that like doesn't cognitively overwhelm somebody. Um. I I just try to remember I try to remember the 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 science of learning and the science of cognition and then I use like syntactical tools like um conjunctions like but because and so to do cool things with ideas and to try to make them interesting and uh and 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 makes and compact and make sense and so like I I've really tried to get an understanding of like how the hell this actually works. Someone reads the white and black lines on a white screen. What the fuck? Like what's uh-huh. actually happening? Cause everyone's got a, everyone's got ideas about what's happening. You got to build some trust, you know, uh-huh. build relationships, fucking connect with your audience and fucking deliver value. And all. it's like, I don't know what any of that shit means, man. It means different things on different days. What's value? So like, mm-hmm. what is all of this made of? It's all it's made of black lines and white screens, and let's first figure out what that is. Then we can start figuring out other stuff. Then we can talk about value, 
when we're in a conversation about what what value is like a, a conversation that where value makes sense but like for, until you understand the other parts so mm-hmm. yeah that's that's been my thing lately i try to keep that i don't talk about it a lot li- like up front because it's not as interesting but um yeah but that, i know i know it. it's there i i that yeah. that's the thing is that you have this like um well of information and a foundation that you utilize to express yourself that uh, I am always curious about. Anyways, there's there's you've co- uncovered a lot. Um, number one, let me just reflect that I also believe that when you start saying things like adding value, what you're 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 really saying is that the value added is a byproduct of something else. Let's figure out what the something else is, so the added value yeah. occurs. If we yes. don't do the something else, you're just not going to get there. It, and if an there effect. was like a clear yeah, exactly. If it was like a clear roadmap to get there, everybody would be able to do it. But I don't want you to be everybody. Thus, I am okay uh, just talking to a few of you who are ready to try this thing that is very convoluted. And that although I can give you twenty roadmaps, it's like I don't know if it's going to lead to the 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 keys to success. Anyways, mm-hmm. that's one thing I'm just reflecting on you. And the other thing I want to reflect is this idea of how powerful language is when it comes to uh, there was some psychiatrist that I can't remember his name right now, but he said basically that uh, in psychiatry, uh, language and words are the scalpel that you use to operate on your patient, to yeah, access the information. It's that how you, you, you start the process of, of healing or supporting or whatever. Uh, that, that's, that's, and that's something that I admire about you, that you, you really care about language. And although uh, for me, uh, it's something that I, I truly believe that I'm developing i i feel like i'm just a novice i'm constantly just this beginner in language and i'm like do i need to read more do i need to write more yes 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 um uh, but anyways i'm I'm fascinated so i'm kind of like exploring and 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 trying to learn from people like yourself who do this thing for a living basically uh and then uh just at a practical level and this is what i want to get to because nelson actually brought this up yesterday when we were on the uh on a call was this uh, exercise that you recommended, which was the because, uh, but, and so. Uh, yeah, can you elaborate on game that? Game changer. Yeah. Yeah, totally. it's a I'm game changer. Everything I, I did it this, this morning. I'm building everything. Yeah, it's amazing. Dude, it's amazing. So I got it from this book called the, um, I don't know if anyone watches this video, but whatever, I'll just show it to you anyways. The Writing Revolution. It's a nice. bu- like, I'm reading all like these college textbooks and like real like academic textbooks. And this one is about, integrating writing across the whole curriculum from grades kindergarten through 12. So in math, you write. In history, you write. You write always. You reflect on the math problem. You like demonstrate that you understand it. You formulate your own questions and all this stuff. So like that that's the sort of fundamental sort of idea in this writing revolution. It's like writing across like every class, even when you're in second grade or whatever. Um, but one of the cool ways that you, you start getting someone writing something that means something is with this exercise called but because and so and so um and they're just like old school just like old school conjunctions it's like the stuff that we tuned out like even just hearing that word conjunction people are like fuck you know you just want to turn the shit down because it's like grammar talk whatever but like there, it's um it's uh conjunctions and subordinated conjunctions so like the word but is a conjunction and so what but does it, it it's not just a it's a word that we use so much that we don't even think about it but what it actually does is it forces you to hold two contradictory concepts in your mind at one time. 
So if you use it intentionally with just like, if we just take like a sentence, like a stem of a sentence and just say like, um, give me like, just like, just, I don't know. Let's just talk through a sentence. What's, um, yeah, I'm, what I'm you... a personal, I'm a personal trainer, but, uh, yep. I don't, I don't I'm a care personal about, trainer. yeah, I don't care about training. Well, I'm, I'm a, I'm a personal trainer, but I don't care. So like, well, let's use the stem as I'm a personal trainer. So mm-hmm. you can just like, you, you can take any little piece of an idea and just use that as the stem and then do, I'm a personal trainer, but. And so now you're have now you have to hold some contradictory concept in your mind as you work. And so like when you write and use but, that's how you learn. That's how you build new knowledge. So writing isn't just the demonstration or the proof of knowledge. It is the building of a knowledge. It is like the the act of writing and using conjunctions and 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 subordinating conjunctions. So like but forces two contradictory ideas because and so are subordinating conjunctions, so they subordinate an idea. So, like, there, there has to be like a larger idea that that is control that controls the other idea. So, but, but is two contradictory ideas because and so open um, like chains of causation. So, if you say I'm a personal trainer because now you it forces you to look back, like you you are considering past and using. And now you're 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 using the conjunction to force your mind onto that track. It opens the backwards chain of causation, and so opens a prediction forward-facing chain of causation. So it it's it's like it's more than just grammar. It's more than just syntax. It, it actually is the builder of new knowledge and new ideas. And so like that is what I'm trying to do when I make posts. I'm not making the post to show you what I know. I'm making the post to learn something else something new I'm, I'm like connecting something new for myself and it like i'm glad that it's built on a on a base of prior knowledge that is people like and is true or whatever they believe or accept but like the every new post that i make is me pushing myself for to know something more to 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 like and and that's what i think i think that like you know it's when i said earlier like i just try to have fun it's, like i do try to have fun but i think what makes it fun is that i'm learning Learning is fun when you learn. Learning sucks when you can't solve a problem. Like when it, when it's an unsolvable problem, learning blows. You feel like you can't learn. You don't whatever. You just don't, you you don't even like. That's how I felt until recently. Like I had no model for learning. I didn't know how I learned. I just did. I was just like, yeah, I'm naturally good at personality stuff, you know. But I didn't really understand. So I'd read all these books, and then I didn't really like if some of it stuck in there, and I I could quote it. Or whatever the fuck I could I could post some quotes. <laughs> but I didn't really learn anything until I finally started look I, I was getting all my information from marketing fucking people. Like I realized I was like I'm reading all these marketing books, all these so these pop popular fucking neuroscience goddamn books and podcasts, all this shit. And I was like, why do I keep learning from these idiots? And then I started looking at actual teachers who teach who are like legitimate teachers, cognitive scientists who actually are doing real research, and it was like Holy shit! Like, like, just like the 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 one of the base things is cognitive load theory, which which kind of is the theory that describes the the parallel parking concept. So, like, you only you have only so much space in working memory. So, you have your environment is a provider of information. You have your working memory, which is where shit happens. You only have a few little slots. Then you have like your memory, where all of the facts and all the bullshit you know is. And so, you have to retrieve from long term memory bring it into working memory or use what's in the environment. And once that working memory becomes overwhelmed, that's parallel parking. 
when 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 working memory is overwhelmed, you're fucked. You can't do anything. So you have to you have to do what you need to do with language, with sequencing of concepts, with how you structure your ideas, with how you use your graphics, with the order of you, that you do things to manage cognitive load for yourself as you create, for the reader as they read. Um, I can't remember what your question was, but it doesn't really matter what the question was anymore. But it it, it was about um, the because uh, but oh, because and but so. And so yeah 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 so yeah so it's like using language and using syntax uh, will help you generate new ideas. It's not for you to show people what ideas you already have, although it's good at doing that. But th- but if you use them intentionally, like you you start with the stem. I'm a personal trainer, and now we're going to use but to hold a contradictory idea in our head as we write a paragraph. We're going to learn stuff as we write a paragraph by just doing it, by just holding it, by having to support something. And sometimes it's good to do things that you disagree with. I'm a personal trainer, but I think personal training doesn't work. You don't even think that, but it's cool to do. You'll find something like you, you, you can start writing and then you'll learn something about yourself. And then because and so are just good for, yeah, um, chains of causation. And all of these things make for it more interesting posts. People just random, they just ramble. But when, when they could just do something simple, like just if you take anything away from this whole podcast, but because the soul will change your life, you can do it with, and like that, when people message me for like with like random relationship questions, some girlfriend things, like, or if it's a marketing thing or whatever random shit question I get, I'm just like, you want to try something? And but I just want, want to try something.com, but oh, I didn't put anything out of yet. <laughs> I couldn't believe it was still available, but, um, that's amazing. Yeah. Little, yeah. Is that for but real? You did that? I did, I did buy it yesterday, but want to try something.com. I'm going to put some, I'm going to put this on. I'm going to write like a post and that just describes this, but because, and so it's sick, dude. Like when I like somebody yesterday response, she sent me a message about the novels, the the erotic novel stuff. She's like, it makes me so uncomfortable to hear. I like, I'm married, I have three kids, I'm pregnant, but it makes me so uncomfortable to hear a man talk about sex. I think I think it is dis- And then and then she she just told me a little bit more, and I was like, you want to try something? Which works every time. Want to try something? Is fucking amazing. Everyone wants to try something. And then, then she, she did, and she, I gave her butt because and show and so, and she sent me this stuff back. She had like a, you know, like a, a, a Christian, like a really hardcore Christian upbringing when she was promiscuous in drugs, and it was, it was like a fucking Marilyn Manson song, bro. Like the way, like the the shit that came out when she wrote butt because and so about like how she views men as fucking disgusting, depraved pig pieces of shit, filthy, and she couldn't deal with seeing someone that she trusted on social media using words that she connected to these like old experiences that she had when she was younger. And I was, I mean, I, I, I never try. I don't, I, I don't say help or sorry or any of these words when I talk to people, I'm just like, want well, to try some shit, check this shit out. But because it's so, wow. but, but it just, and I haven't, I don't know where she is. Hopefully she's okay. But um, oh. <laughs> I'm sure she is. She, she, <laughs> Oh I think she, my goodness! I think she is, but um, it just opens. It opens. I hope she's okay. <laughs> it opens the door to to more useful ways of thinking. You know, like it just it 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 it's not it's not it's more controlled. You know, people's mind is so fucking out of control. It's just spinning. Like people just spin and spin and spin, 
And then there's all sorts of, yeah, you can read books and go to therapy and all this shit. But if you can't write sentences, you're never going to get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And writing is so painful that it's so easy to quit, too. I mean, oh, I, I to- quit. I quit writing every week. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I mean, I think I think part of it, dude, is like one of the cool things that I've learned from this cognitive stuff is and it's it's not new. It's like we've heard it before in a bunch of different context is just like that it's a learning is hard and it's supposed to be hard and if it's not hard it doesn't learn you don't learn so like when when you when we read a book over and over and we like highlight stuff and or like cramming for tests and that sort of thing it's like just sometimes we'll feel like like there's this illusion of fluency right so like you read something so many times that you have this illusion that you know what it is so like when it feels easy when you're when you're like either reading or writing you're still in this like illusion of fluency. It's, it has to be, there's, there's like a, a whole study of, that came out of UCLA of 2007 or eight or something, uh, a desirable difficulty and, and, and lesson and instruction education needs to be structured in a way with desirable difficulty in mind. And that would, that would consider cognitive load theory and the way you distribute and sequence the ideas so that there's enough, you're, you're like making them retrieve enough prior knowledge or giving them enough prior knowledge so there's enough in there and then giving them a problem that's a little beyond so they got to stretch. And that's what should happen when you write. It should be frustrating. Writing, if it, it, someone's, someone has to struggle. So like it's either going to be the writer or the reader, right? So like if you don't struggle while you write, the reader will have to struggle to put together what the fuck you're trying to say. And that's a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't know how to I haven't really quite figured out how to say that yet other than how I just did and when I'm with clients and stuff I can just tell them to fucking shut up just do it or whatever but I, but it's an important yeah. thing to to know and, and and I think like it it it's useful to use concepts like but because and so and to know how they work to know but is contradictory ideas and to build a structure like to build a new hierarchy hierarchy with with a cons with contradictory concepts and opening causation chains, like knowing that there's like a function and a purpose to that, I think it can make this concept of something being more difficult, more palatable, and more meaningful. Because it's like, yeah, I, I I'm opening a chain a chain of causation. I'm like I'm stretching somewhere on purpose. I'm not just like writing and hoping some meaning gets made. I'm like intentionally using syntax to force my brain to deal with something new. Or, or 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 to like bring new ideas, even to like take take somebody else's stem, like go in a book that you like or that you love. See, take something you completely agree with, and then add a butt on the end of that shit, and see what happens. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. My mind is going in many different directions, but one of the uh, places I kind of want to drill in a little bit is this idea of uh, claiming something and then having a thesis that you've been talking about which is so much more powerful than just having an opinion that you post on Twitter. Um, yeah, talk to me about that. Like, what's what's the deal with the claim? I know I, there's there's something powerful about having a claim, but what is it that it does to one cognitively that translates into hard results? Well, it gives you an anchor. Like, it gives you something to to support. It, you know, it, it like, it, it invoke it, like, sort of evokes your authority it to enter a conversation like it invokes an identity uh, uh, like of a person who would say something like that 
You know, it does a lot of magic things in the actual execution itself. I mean, it makes for a more interesting post because now someone can know what's in it for them or whatever. Like they, they can agree, they can disagree, they can go along for the ride. They know where you're starting from. They kind of like, like it, it, it means something that you care enough to say something, you know, most people don't say anything. So, so I think it works on both sides, like making a claim that is like, like a, a claim that's risky is more interesting than a claim that is not. I mean, I think that's inherently sort of easy to understand, but it's making risky claims, excuse me, that make for, um, interesting posts. Like it's, it's, it's like allowing yourself to be, to like opening yourself up to be wrong. Like when you, when you say something that may not be true, followers are not people like people can disagree with that, but I, I, I feel confident saying it. I know why I believe it. You know, I can support what I said, but of course people can say, dude, that's insane. You know? Uh, but but it, but it's it's like the dance that is the dance that's the show it's like watching like people like to see how you're gonna manage that um, so that's 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 a little bit about claims but yeah they're 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 super interesting yeah that's good and it's actually like dude that's another that's another thing it's like you know I study you study not you I did I study marketing and like convincing people and building trust and selling products in books about marketing when it's like why not learn about this stuff from an attorney who just got a guy off for murder. You know what I'm saying? Like learn about building arguments and reasons and trust from real shit, not some dickhead selling an ebook, you know? And claim like claims and warrants and reasons and art like argumentation and all this stuff. Like there's schools of thought and st- and study for hundreds, I don't even know how many years, but shitloads of actual scientific evidence that supports like all of these concepts and i think that um they're more they're more useful when you're writing and creating if you use them with from the perspective of a of like someone like an attorney or a journalist than a marketer marketing is something you talk about marketing is 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 not the right conversation not the right perspective when you're creating things it took me a long time to realize mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, no, that yeah, that that's super powerful and it makes sense to me. Um, this is kind of like the idea of um, Edison versus Tesla. You know, they they both geniuses. Yeah, Tesla was uh, an intern for for Edison, but Edison was able to get his stuff to market because he was better at selling and persuading the politicians and uh, people that were in charge to implement his technologies. And I, and I, and I find this idea of, of persuasion interesting because my ego loves persuading because I get the things that I want. But then I, I have a conflict sometimes, um, an internal conflict that uh, kind of comes up and says, hey, are you doing this uh, for yourself? Is it for good? Are you actually making a quote unquote positive impact or are you just trying to are you just out to get something how do, how do you manage that is that even a real thing for you uh does that come up with your clients when it does how do you how do you navigate that with them yeah what's the conversation like around persuasion well i think yes to all of those questions that you asked sometimes i do it to get something for myself sometimes i do it to contribute something good sometimes i do it when i'm not sure it's going to be good um persuasion is I, I it, it's not manipulation. Persuasion is getting somebody to 
change their mind or act differently. And that's it. And um, I think you just have to know that the change you're trying to make is, is I'm not even saying it needs to be a good change because maybe you got some evil shit in you and you want to do something evil. And in that case, you should, you know, use persuasive technology and do what you need to do. But, but, but I mean, don't, but you know what I'm saying? I think like it, it, it's, it makes no claims about it's not good or bad. It's neutral sort of a thing. But um, yeah, I mean, do you think like, is what you're saying the thing you want to say? And is what you're trying to get them to believe the thing that you want them to believe? It's more about that than it is good or bad to me. You, do you know what I mean? And 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 persuasion is just um yeah it should be used to yeah I mean, don't be a dick, but you should be everyone should be persuading people, and I, and I think it's I think this is like one of my relation this is one of my relationship coaching principles, um that two people in a relationship I already have a set of principles that the two people in a relationship should should be working on they should be able to write clear sentences and they should work on writing with rhetorical situation in mind and be very intentional writing with purpose and to explain, to inform, to reflect, to describe, to persuade, to take a stand. Like they should have very clear practice in doing these things on fucking paper because otherwise it's bullshit. Otherwise people are just talking and thinking. Dude, this is so powerful because I, I, I've, I've been with my uh, wife uh, for 17 years and uh, we have uh, had our ups and downs like everybody. And communication a lot of times breaks down, but the best communication we've done is when we've done it in written form. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah, I mean, sometimes uh, we're uh, we're laying in the same bed, and I have something that I is like coming up, and I need to tell her because I have this like urge, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to tell her right now, spoken. I'm going to text her this and I know it's going to land better. And it always does. And I'm like, dude, I love you through text. This is amazing. You know, it's like, <laughs> I feel really connected to you. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's for, and, it's... and she is also because, yeah, it, it's incredible. So it, it, it makes a lot of sense. You could probably get like solve most problems if you simply just wrote down what you think the other person thinks. And that's all. You could be in the middle of the worst heated thing. All that people just want to know is that you understand them. But you can't say because like words say out saying words out loud, and especially like you have to practice this stuff. It's like the first time you do this, you might fuck, you might, you know, create some problems for yourself if you're not good at it yet. But you gotta practice. But once you do like it should be done intentionally, man. I'm still I'm putting I gotta put together a course or something for this. But I think there's there's um my few relationships have failed, but I'm still hundred percent confident that I can fix every one every single relationship with simple thing with simple ideas like this. I mean, I, I really don't give a shit about the relationship. I could give two fucks. I care about the two individuals and helping them with their things, whatever's going on with them. And, and then a lot of the relationship will just, it is what it's going to be at the effect. You know, it's just like everything else, you know, it's just like followers, but, um, the, but, 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 it, but being able to persuade in print is it's, it's not just, the, it's not manipulation. It's about, when, when, to, to be a, an effective persuader, you have to be super compassionate and empathic and understand the person. Like to be persuasive, you have to be empathetic as fuck. Like it, it's like the, it requires the most empathy to be persuasive. And so it's a good goal to try to be persuasive. That is like, it's a really good thing to be persuasive because it, 
It forces you to be empathetic in a way that is tactical. It's not just being empathetic. It's like being empathetic for a reason. It like provides the context for you to listen and to understand and to, to, to do the best job you can. That's like old Aristotle, like rhetorical triangle. That's like, like persuasion is not just getting someone to do something. You have to, you have to understand the circumstances you're in. You have to consider the needs of a bunch of people and all sorts of different things happen. Um, but I do think though, it's really easy to get persuasion and manipulation mixed up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And no doubt about it. And, uh, a million things came up as you were you're sharing this, and um, I don't even know where to go with it anymore because <laughs> because there's a lot. But the 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 one thing that is 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 in my mind right now is the contrast between um, you being able to say out loud uh, zero fucks given, basically I don't care, to uh, being compassionate and being able to hold those two things in my mental space right now is challenging. And I know it's challenging for people, but at the same time, it's highly relatable because in order for me to do anything that is significant, I need to give zero fucks about everybody else and just do me. At the same time, I'm doing it with the, the utmost uh, level of empathy and compassion and just wanting to make um it's not even making things right it's 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 a it's this is i i don't have any other language this is the, this is the problem here uh for me is that i keep on defaulting to language that is not mine and this is the default of language that is not mine i am uh one that wants to hold space for everybody to just go through the same process uh but the the the, the intensity of holding space for saying zero fucks given at the same time I'm doing this with yeah, love. Just don't, like, you, what? just don't say zero fucks given anymore. I don't say that. I may have said it. No, like, exactly. But I, I may say it as a joke sometimes, but, but like, I, I kind of get what you're saying, but it's like, a, yeah, it's, it's sort of a, it's like this continuum situation that's hard to actually put a real pin in. But yeah, I mean, to, to be, to be like, I, it's the, 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 the erotic novel reading is funny and all of that. And it is extreme and uncomfortable it is compassionate as fuck. Like it is compassionate as fuck, and I believe it because I like it's not. It, it, I I believe that before I got messages from people saying like, "Holy shit, this is insane! I can't believe how uncomfortable this is making me, and how much it's making me think about my relationships and all all sorts of weird shit like that." But but when I'm doing it, it's so strange. I mean, it's like it's so hard to talk about. Like I I I it I I care I care more about people than most people that that say they care about people, the people, at least based on what I'm seeing from them and based, you know, based on their, their output or their words or their willingness to take a risk and all this stuff. Like in, in, if I'm considered, if I'm allowed to consider those in my, in my judgment, I care more about people than most people. And, 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 100%. and, and I don't, um, I don't necessarily worry about all of the people when I'm doing something. And, and and that's why I, I I make such a big statement and got a stink around the, the this idea of followers because like that is the, the the wrong group of people to think about as you're making something. But when you make something, I'm invoking an audience in my mind, and I care deeply for the audience that I invoke. It just doesn't include you, maybe. 
You know what I'm saying? And and, and, and that's fine. I, I don't wish bad upon people at all. And, and, I, and I think that's pretty clear. Like As extreme as I am, I don't think I would be able to get away with what I get away with if people didn't know, like, yeah, he's a fuck, but he's all right. You know what I mean? Like, there's enough history. That I, I wouldn't be able to just come out of nowhere and start doing what I'm doing. Like, it's been a slow build, and even when someone new comes in, they're able to look at all these people here and like, well, he must be. Like, they'll, they'll be able to just assume something good I must have done, even if they don't do their own research or whatever, you know? So then they can just kind of get on board with it. But it's like, if, yeah, if you're, if you're a pretty cool person most of the time and you're trying to be a good person and you do it a lot for a long time, people will, people will let you get away with some stuff. And, and they love it, man. They fucking love it. They love it. They want to, they want it. You know? Mm-hmm. Agree. Agree. Uh, <laughs> fa- fascinating. I- I'm glad we- we've had this conversation. Uh, let's let's just uh, get highly practical for a second sure. and and kind of land the plane. Uh, what's the what's the Ryan Orico playbook, if if any, for anything? What what do we do? Do we just start reading and writing? But because and so, hundred percent. Like I, like um. Well, if you like, when is this podcast gonna go live? Like, uh, I don't know when it'll be, but I'm gonna. I'll have. Doesn't it can matter. Be, it can be as soon. It can be as soon as you want. Next week, if you want. All right. Yeah. Want to try something? Dot com. That's what I would recommend. I'll have something. I have no idea what's gonna be there, but okay. something will be there. A version of but because and so. I would say, like, as far as just general practices go, they're boring. Writing and reading is good, um, but not just not just cause. Uh, morning pages and journaling is not good enough. It's good to do, and you should do it, but it's not going to make you better. It's going to make keep you. It might help you from going work being worse. Maybe you probably. I don't know. I can't even promise that. But if you want to get better, you have to. Um, I would recommend looking into just like. Under having an understanding of rhetoric, it's an uncomfortable word for people because it sounds like politicians and bullshit, you know. But like, what actually, what rhetoric? Rhetoric that is not rhetoric. That's just the politicians' implementation of of rhetorical situation. It's 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 like the tools of persuasion and understanding people. Rhetoric is about compassion more than it is about manipulation. Just some people use it how they mm-hmm. want to use it. So I, I I like I would recommend googling rhetoric and just like looking around on that but um writing and reading with tools like but because and so um i think if you're if you read and you highlight a lot stop highlighting and write why you are going to highlight read less and write more about what you read is is better than reading more um like right like um i i kind of resisted the i was i loved kindle I resisted buying paper books again because I just love Kindle so much, even though people said, you got to write the books and all this shit. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Underlining and shit doesn't do anything for me. Writing in books does. It's huge, especially writing questions. But um, yeah, just reading <clears throat> reading and writing with purpose, I guess, would be the, sh- the short way of saying it. And um, and and posting it, man. Just posting that shit. I, 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 I like the, the posting is good for just the, the there's some risk involved. Because your morning pages aren't risky, you can say whatever. You gotta, you gotta put your ideas at risk. And social media is just like it's such a good, like it's crazy that we can do what we do. It's insane. It's actually like it, it, to, to like it's crazy that I can just go on Instagram and make these funny random videos and have all these people just sitting there waiting to watch them and 
comment on them and send me messages. Like it's fucking insane. So when people don't do it, it's like, you're fucking, you're just fucking it up, man. Even if you don't care about social media or selling information, it's like, you're, you're not, can, it's just like this idea of just like, I just use social media to stay connected with friends or whatever. It's like, that shit is fucking boring. You don't stay connected with anybody. You post an occasional picture of your fucking family and talk about connection. That's not connection, man. But but it would be connection if you if you like wrote if you wrote down a sentence stem and then followed it up with but because and so and then posted that. Now we're talking about some connection. Now people can see how you mm. think, not just how you, you know, project or s- signal. Ryan Rico, <laughs> th- this was. Dude, this was fascinating. Thank you. I I appreciate you uh, for doing what you do. You've influenced me in ways that I I can't even uh, like tell you here uh, because I don't I haven't even figured it out. Uh, but I know that I'm I'm always kind of just watching. I'm like like lurking and just like, what is Ryan gonna do now? <laughs> that's, that's it's fascinating. Question. What's he gonna do? Like you want that question about you? What are they going to do next? I think is a, is a good place to be. But dude, uh-huh. you like I knew you way before you knew me, man. I had your book way back in the day. You were a G when you first followed me. It's like one of those like you want to share the screenshot. Be like, check it out, you know. So dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, I found you through Nelson actually originally, and then I started just kind of listening to you, and it was one of those things. I'm like, oh, do I want to? Do I want to lean into this? It feels like I'm playing with fire, but fire is necessary. Fucking goddamn it's, right it's it's key so so thank you for that and okay i'm just gonna put this out uh and i don't know why i have i feel compelled to say it but i wrote a new york times best-selling book and i'm not even a writer which just kind of like comes to show how uh, marketing and positioning it, it can be very powerful but there's something in me that says you know what before i go and leave this planet i'm gonna write a real book and this is not, you know, dismissing the work that I did with that book. And the, my co-author was amazing. He's a PhD neuroscientist. Uh, everybody around it, the, the 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 publishing house, everybody helped make this book what it is. But I still have that thing where I'm like, I know I can do some good writing and uh, make it compelling. So one of my like goals is to is to write a like a a, a book book. Uh, that was a manual. Now I'm I'm looking to write a, a a book book if that even makes sense. That makes sense. How are you going to start? Yeah. Well, I I I've already started. It's just a matter of like putting things together and piecing it together. I, and I don't even know what the story is, uh, but I do know that it's it's about sharing an experience in a way that evokes people people to think different, feel different, and thus act different. So it has to do with pers- persuasion, of course. And it's, I, I don't want it to be a self-improvement book, uh, but it's going to fall within the category of self-improvement because uh, there is no other category that fits the mold yet. But I just wanted to share that because uh, I think about you often and there's this voice. Uh, there, okay, there are two people in my life <laughs> that I am always like, oh, what, were the, what would these people think if they saw this? Uh, one is my older brother, and the other one, believe it or not, is you. When I'm on social media, I'm like, oh shit, what, what is Ryan gonna say about this one? Am I bullshitting? I, well, I so, love, yeah, I love I, that, I, this, man. Yeah, just to to say that you you um, you have positively influenced me, and although I don't like know you personally, 
it, it has affected me positively. Well, I appreciate that. I, I just try to make a little bit of a problem for people. I think it's good to have like an interesting problem. You're succeeding. <laughs> yeah, just like something. This helps. People don't have they, people have problems, but they're bad problems. I just try to make like good mm-hmm. problems. Just you know, sometimes they're bigger than others. <laughs> but but thank you for all the love, man. I appreciate that. Of course, dude. Let let's call it. Is it is there uh, any call to action? Uh, like people to follow you anywhere just wanna, or just, uh, get on the website? Want to try something dot com? Perfect. Let's do that. <laughs> That's all. All right, dude. All right. Peace. Thank you. Yeah, man. <laughs> this is the freestyle way.